live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Here it comes. Struck him out. And Ole Miss is the national champion in 2022. And they dog pile in front of the pitcher's mound. The Ole Miss Rebels win it today in game two by the final of four to two. And a spectacular Oklahoma baseball season comes to an end on this Sunday afternoon in Omaha in the National Championship Series. Game 105 this year, TJ. Final game of the 2021-22 season on the microphone. That would be a uh, – that's the most in my 11 years – uh, certainly far and away the most baseball games because, remember, the basketball team didn't make the NCAA tournament, so I got to jump in earlier than normal. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then this postseason run. So 105 broadcasts this year, and uh, it's vacation time in Oklahoma. By the way, this Friday you're off again, right? Just yes. making sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> um <laughs> We got to get you to the lake. We got to get. I you need to the a lake. break from my vacation. I, I was with a I mouse know. the whole last ten days. So one more thought on the um, the fan thing, and then we can move on. We don't have to talk about it unless somebody wants to talk about it. Again, I think first and foremost, you got to give a ton of credit to Ole Miss. Listen, baseball is a passionate thing in the state of Mississippi. They have uh, two of, if not the two, nicest baseball stadiums in all of college baseball. Swayze Field, where Ole Miss plays. Seats 11,400 people. They get nine or 10,000 on the reg a game. Duty Field, uh, don't laugh at the name, TJ. That's what <laughs> it's really called. At uh, Mississippi State, same thing. It's a palace, man. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. So they love their baseball down there, and um, they've never won a national championship, as far as I know, in any sport. Maybe there's certainly uh, – um, I mean, maybe they've won one somewhere sometime, but I don't remember them ever winning anything. They've certainly never won it in baseball. So they were jacked up. They were fired up, and they made an 11-hour trek either by plane or by car, and they got here, and they packed the place, and you got to give them a ton of credit. But this is further evidence of what I've been talking about, TJ, and some people get mad at me for it, and I, you know, maybe even you get mad at me for it because I'm a little smart about it sometimes. But the conference we are going into, folks, it's a religion. Supporting their team is a religion. This is what we've asked for, and this is what we're going into. 
And Oklahoma is really – they got great fans. Sooner Nation is unbelievable. They are fanatical about football and softball. Football and softball. They're fanatical about it. OU fans are fanatical about it. OU baseball got to experience last night or the last two days what it's like to try to beat OU softball in Oklahoma City. That's what it's like. When the softball team plays a national championship in Oklahoma City, that's what it's like because we are fanatical about those two sports. We've got to figure out a way to make it more than that. And I'm not – this is not a finger pointed at fans here. This is everyone. It's got to be – it should be the desire of all you OU fans. If we're going to be in the SEC, and we are, we've got to figure out a way to become a more passionate and fanatical fan base to be able to match the LSUs and Ole Misses and Alabamas and Tennessees and Texas A&M's, and Arkansas's, and all these uh, teams in all sports, not just football and softball. Certainly keep that up. Let's keep that up. But in other sports across the board as well, K.J. Kindler's ripping off national championships right and left and performing in front of half-full arenas. When you go to gymnastics events in the SEC, it is standing room only, like 10,000 people there. And so that is... That is on the university to figure out how to make baseball game. Let's just let's just stay with baseball here as one example, TJ. It spreads to others. Listen, we're talking baseball today. They've got to figure out a way to make baseball games affordable and an enjoyable experience. They've got to have better food. They've got to have cheaper tickets. They've got to have nicer security guards. <laughs> They've got to have a better fan experience. It's got to be more entertaining when you're there as far as on-field things and in the stands things, and it's got to be something that families want to go to because it is an awesome experience. And it's also got to be on the fan base. And, you know, I'm not kidding, man. If you go to Oxford, Mississippi and Auburn, Alabama and Baton Rouge, Louisiana and all these little SEC towns, everything shuts down when their teams play. Everything shuts down. Churches let out. T-ball practices are canceled. Store owners close their doors early. Everything stops because their team is about to play. And everything revolves around that. The local government helps out the schools because they understand that school is the lifeblood of their community. And whatever it takes to help out that school that be successful, that athletic department, those teams, they are all in. And if we're going to go into the SEC and be successful, that's what Norman has to do. That's what the OU athletic department has to do. That's what the baseball program has to do. That's what the fan base has to do. They have got to solve this thing so that the fans are not outnumbered 10 to 1 or 20 to 1 or whatever it was at a national championship event when they are the closer team. Did I say anything inappropriate there, TJ? Everything you said is inappropriate. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I don't know how you do it in certain sports. I, I don't know how you get that in baseball. Like, you know, I would love to see that. I just don't. 
the desire for that sport, for whatever reason, with OU fan is not there. And I don't know why that is. Like, you look at some of those SEC schools. Baseball's weird in general. It's like you look at some of those SEC schools and you're like, why are they like that with baseball? Why are they so obsessed with it? You see it with certain pro franchises. Like, why are Boston Red Sox fans so crazed about their franchise yet you can go to Cleveland and they're like ah, eh, they're good they're good we'll go we may go with a family of four and you know have some hot dogs you know a July night or whatever yeah. it may be yeah. it's baseball is a fascinating thing like that because man you have just fanatical fanatical fan bases and it's curious as to why there are certain schools in certain areas that aren't that far away from OU that have that type of passion for baseball. Yeah. And I don't know what the answer is there because I don't think it's even like that with Little League in this town. A lot of kids play Little League, but soccer is the number one priority for boys in this town. With Hands down. Without a doubt, it's not even close. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people at those soccer fields in Norman and to the point where baseball, the fields are being moved and they're building more soccer fields because they're fanatical about soccer for boys in this town, and and girls too. But I can't figure out why that is, why that passion developed for that sport and baseball is kind of a, well, our kids will play. There's going to be nights we miss games because we've got soccer on this night, or we'll, we'll... We'll play, but we even have soccer practice on this night, so we're going to miss a baseball game in the regular season because we've got soccer practice. So we deal with it. Like, And I don't know what the answer to that is. Well, part of it's winning. That's one part of the formula is winning. And what happened to this run is going to help. This is going to help. It has already helped raise some money to start the stadium renovations. It's, it's lit the fire under some fans. I fully expect we're going to have larger crowds next year. A large part of it is – is winning. I think that's number and, one and consistently winning. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that goes without yep. saying. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It does. But Oklahoma is a baseball state, man. O- Oklahoma loves baseball. I-, I think the stat is there are more Oklahomans in the Hall of Fame per capita than any other state in America. I think that's we- right. We yes. have, for a long time, we've produced unbelievable baseball players. We still do. Look at the starting rotation for OU this year, you know? I mean, Kate Horton's an Oklahoma product. David Sandlin's an Oklahoma product. Jake Bennett is an Oklahoma product, uh, especially up in Tulsa. Those Bixby and uh, uh, Owasso programs are unbelievable. Uh, we love baseball in the state of Oklahoma. Stillwater. Stillwater is uh, a, an incredible baseball environment up there. Uh, when we go to Tulsa and play at 7,000. So uh, it's, not a, it's not like we're trying to play hockey in the desert here. This is a state that loves baseball and always has. So, uh, and I'm, again, this is on everybody to try to figure out the puzzle. And the number one piece, the number one piece is winning. And we haven't done that a lot around here in the last 10 years. Not at a high level anyway. So hopefully the ball has started rolling. And But what we saw from Ole Miss is the goal. That's the goal. That's what, that's what you're shooting for. That's, that's the fervor that you want to try to accomplish at OU. And you've got to figure it out. Everybody does. Administration, program, fan base, 
the food people, the the security, everybody's got to figure out how to make it a better product so that more people want to go so that you can build the fervor uh, to the point where something like what happened this weekend doesn't happen again. So I'm not, I'm not even – TJ, I don't mean to right now be critical. I'm just trying to make an observation as to prepare everyone for what we're about to walk into here. Because I get to go into it. I get to, I've been to Florida. I've been to South Carolina. I've been to Knoxville. I've been to Auburn. Uh, we've been to Baton Rouge. We've been to College Station. We've been to these places and seen what it's like and then come home and play a baseball game in front of 200 people. Maybe, you know. So um, hopefully this is a giant step forward for the OU baseball program. Hopefully this is the thing we look to in four, five, ten years and say that was the instigator. That lit the fuse. That 2022 team that came out of nowhere and took Sooner Nation by storm, that's the team that lit the fuse, and now OU baseball is a tough ticket. Man, it's hard to get in there. People are uh, lined up around the block. They're there before the game. They're tailgating. All the kind of stuff that you and I would both love to see that that we do see for football and softball right now. Hopefully mm-hmm. that can be. And basketball. I throw basketball into this too. Now, the SEC is not a great basketball conference in that regard. There's not a lot of fan fervor at most SEC schools for basketball. Kentucky is about it. Now, uh, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, if they're there. if they're playing at a good clip, yeah, yeah they they can yeah. be, yeah. But it's not. A, I mean, let's call it call it like it is. They the ranking of sports they care about in the SEC is football one, baseball two. Absolutely. Um. So anyway, kudos to the Ole Miss fans. You acted the fool when you were here, but you showed out in big numbers. <laughs> I, I stepped into an elevator. Here's an example. Uh, well, two examples. I stepped into an elevator after game one, okay? Uh, it would have been yesterday morning. So they're up one nothing. They beat us 10-3 to on Saturday night. And the, it's full of Ole Miss fans, okay? Like eight o- Ole Miss fans. And I got an OU shirt on. I, I said, you guys got room for an OU fan? And they're like, yeah, come on in. And I stepped in, and I was like, um... Uh, you guys got no reason to be mad at at me. You guys are uh, you guys won last night. They're all laughing. I said uh, we haven't done anything wrong to you yet. And a lady, eh, maybe in her sixties, behind me said, "Y'all haven't done nothing right yet either." <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good line. <laughs> I wish my grandma would <laughs> say something like that. <laughs> I was like, "All right, all right, very good." Uh, and then yesterday we walk out, me and Taylor walk out of the radio booth onto the street and we're walking back to the hotel and another lady, another lady, this is probably uh, in her forties, mom in her forties standing there all alone. We walk out and she goes, that's all right, fellas, get your heads up. There's always next year. There's always next year. <laughs> she starts cackling at us. I was like, what is wrong with you? Are you a witch? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but they are, uh, and 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 we're protected up in the radio booth. There's a uh, there was a whole lot of people coming back with beer all over them. I guess they do something when they hit a home run. Yeah, they they start they, throwing they, beer they sling everywhere. that beer everywhere. Yeah, I don't know why you would waste good beer like that. 
but they do, and what it just an goes awful everywhere. Tradition that is. That's, uh, I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand why. Like I said, like uh, chug the beer. Don't don't like spray it everywhere, all over. Sling your cups and throw it all over. I just don't get that tradition at all. It's almost like they keep one about a fourth of the way yeah, full, just in case beer. it's my home run beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not a lot of fun if you're not the team that hit the home run. And uh, you're getting beer all over you. So that led to a few skirmishes in the stands and stuff. But anyway, enough talk about that unless everybody else wants uh, to. Ringo's on. Right. He wants to hit on it when we get on, back on the other oh, side. Oh, okay. The I'm fans. sorry, so, yes, Ringo. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Ringo, we'll get to you right out of the break. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B. And I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. We're back. T-Row in the morning show on the ref. Statewide this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Home of the $8.99 listing fee and uh, the man who was in my dreams last night, Terry Saxon. Who was very rude at dinner, by the way. 405-361-338. You're Saxon Realty you dreamed Group. about Terry Saxon. I had a dream about Terry Saxon that Katie and I went to dinner with him. And he sat at the bar alone, ate his food, and then went off to mingle with some other people and uh, just had us pay for his dinner. I don't, I don't know why I had that dream. Was it $899? It might have been. <laughs> so, Terry Saxon, home of the eight ninety nine dollars uh, listing fee. Uh, before we get to some text, let's get Ringo in here yeah. and see what he has to say about this. All right. Welcome, Ringo. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, T-Row, what first – what a heck of a ride, man! I'm I'm glad uh, you got to go experience that. Uh, all right, um, you touched on the old Miss fans. There's a couple things I want to get you. You can cut me off whenever you need to. The old Miss fans, you're right. They were awful. We ran into a bunch at Zesto's, and and there was I I had my my 12 year old and one of his buddies, and there was a kid there, and he was up there, and he was trying to get him one of their big ice cream cones, and he didn't have enough money. And I said, hey, it's no big. He was like two dollars short. No big deal. So. I give it to him, and about that time, his dad's coming up, and they're old Miss people. And the dad said, oh, you better try to pay it forward, big fella, because it's coming today. And I just thought, you're, you're an idiot. I just paid for your kid's ice cream cone right there. <laughs> and it was from there. You know, Zesto's is a lot further from the new ballpark than the than it was at the original, which is oh, that's really? my old man rant. Oh, yeah, it's my old man rant for the day. But it's right across anyway, the park. How can it be farther? Dude, I'm telling you, at, at the original one, it was not that way. It was – basically right outside the concourse so again that's just okay. an old man complaint on my end right. right. and all all the men from the old miss people i ran into were like a, a version of tom green you remember that moron yeah. that ran that yep. okay and the women <laughs> the women all had like the lucidity of rachel from big brother with like a cross between kim mulk too it was it was odd Holy i couldn't cow. i couldn't handle it it was awful it was brutal i, I did um, see some kim mulkey going on for sure oh yeah and you're talking about the fan stuff and all that stuff and i think that's a great topic and i you guys do hit the nail on the head i mean you can see right down the street what winning will do for it i mean there's not that much difference between softball and baseball and mm-hmm. but winning will do a lot of that the other thing this is this is probably going to get some some people mad at me, but I talked to Jackson and Reggie and Eli quite a bit, and I complained to to Reggie on a daily basis. I didn't go to one home game this year. I went to more games in Omaha than I did at home. One was I was livid at the Texas series being moved, which I get that I understand the whole. 
The other one was we, me and my kids and my wife would always take the lawn chairs and sit on the berm right down the third base line and put my feet on the rail or on the, on the concrete right. deal right there. And they wouldn't let us do that this year. And, again, right. I get it. That's the reason I didn't go to any this year, which, again, is sort of pathetic. But to me, the way you get one, obviously, is winning. And two is we're going to have a better schedule. Like, every time the schedule comes out, I look and see who are our home series. And I don't care to go watch Kansas and all that other stuff. I think that's going to up some of the, 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 the fan support anyways when we bring all these other guys in here. The other one is they've got to figure out a way. Like, at Virginia Tech at Blacksburg, when you saw the berms like that and they had – where you could sit out there, people bring their lawn chairs. I think that's going to be a lot of it too. They got to figure out a way to get those berms to where it's almost like a party situation out there. That, to me, that's the biggest way to get that. I don't think you're going to get the oh, this is going to be sort of negative too. Like the older people, I think you're going to have to get the younger crowd, mainly the students, if you can. And that the way you get those guys is on the berms. That's just how you do that. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing they're going to have to do. But I think a lot of that, like I said, is going to tick up. I think up that'll whatever. be part. I think you'll be pleasantly. I think you'll be pleased with uh, some of the renovation plans in the regard for what you just said about how um, they're trying to go, wrangle in the students and the fraternities and sororities and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's just got to be sort of this tailgate ish environment. It's got to be a there. scene. Like, yeah, yeah, and yep. I think that's coming. Now you're not going to get me throwing a twelve dollar beer in the air, but. This thing is going to be brilliant. I think that this is – I think we're just Can we get you to a home game next iceberg. year? You let me sit on the – I told Reggie I'm not coming until <laughs> I can put my lawn chair right there. All right, so, that's it. All right. got to flatten yeah, out the berms. Though. We'll get you there. Oh, he's gone. Ringo's gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I think that that whole thing, by the way, was a safety issue for some reason. we got to figure that out because there was a lot of people for a lot of years that enjoyed sitting on that thing and couldn't do it this year, so – Hopefully we can get that figured out as a part of uh, the renovations and everything going forward. So we'll get it going. We had too many kids rolling down there and crashing into the concrete, TJ. Like your kid. Hey, you know, now that I think about it, it's your fault, TJ. It's not my fault. My kid now never rolled down it, the hill. My kid conducted himself now that properly. I think about it, it's All your he fault. did was go and stand at the corner of the visiting <laughs> bullpen and say, Hey, what are you doing with did that you, ball? Did you? Was there ever uh, any fight about coming up to Omaha once you got back home? Did you ever? We discussed it. It was just, you know, I mentioned that before we left. And by the time we got back and got to our house late Saturday night, it was, it wasn't happening. It was just, it was just like, there's no way we can do this. So it was, it was discussed. It was just after 10 days and two, uh, you know, day of travel and everything, it didn't sound as appealing to me yeah, <laughs> as it right. did before we left. So it was discussed again, though. I did discuss that's it con- several that's times. That's what we're talking about right there. TJ. I know. That's the I know. lack of effort that we're talking about right there. <laughs> well, we would have gone <laughs> had our schedule not fallen the way it did with the vacation. So that was, that right. was my fault. That was TJ's fault with the we vacation. Gotta, we got to take a break because when we come back, I got uh, one more chat with the head ball coach. Skip Johnson going to join us live here in Omaha one more time. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Wow. You a Cardinals fan? I'm a baseball fan. Who's your favorite major league team? New York Yankees. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever asked you that before. Yeah. You grow up a Yankees fan? Yep. Huh. 
Well, you and Ryan Gaines got something in common there. <laughs> yeah. And my son, Trevor, he's yeah. a big Yankees fan. Welcome you know back, why everybody. I'm a Yankees fan? Why? Because they don't wear the name on the back of the shirt. That's it, huh? Mm-hmm. And they all shave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good enough reason. Yeah. Got to be a reason for something, some yeah. reason, right? Welcome back. That's Skip Johnson. He's uh, He's been kind enough to join us several times throughout this amazing postseason run. And Sooners are headed home today from Omaha. How are you feeling this morning, Coach? I feel okay. Just a little uh, uh, a little mad, but, I mean, it's part of what we do. And uh, just got to, you know, pick yourself up, dust off, and keep going. Mad about the loss or something – no, I'm no, I'm not. I mean, yeah, I'm really mad about the loss more so than anything. I mean, it just it's part of it. I mean, that's the way the game wants you to feel at times. I think you got to keep continue to press forward and and continue to get better. We got to continue to grow and uh, get better fundamentally as we go through this. I thought Kay was really special yesterday. Amazing. Um, uh, I mean, he's going to have some decisions to make. There's a lot of guys going to have to make some decisions, but it was uh, um, it's good for our program. I mean, it's a step forward in what we need to do and what we want to accomplish. Um, that's what we're about. What will um, what will the process be for Cade? Have you talked to him? Will you talk to him? Where do you, you know, what's what's in front of him here? See, I've talked to him. A, where does he projected now? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, I've talked to him for several weeks. So uh, last couple of weeks for sure. And so I mean. Um, <coughs> I think the biggest thing for him is to uh, uh, assess the situation. It, it's going. It could possibly screw the draft up, really. You know, whether he goes or not. No, whether he gets taken early or not. I got you. See if they take it early because they never had him on his board early in the year. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they. I mean, these guys have been getting draft lists together since really January, mm-hmm. really in the fall, and they start putting their draft stuff together, and then then all of a sudden, you know, they're put this guy there, it scoots it all the other guys back right it messes up they take a guy here pushes it back and so uh uh, it's going to be interesting to see that side of it because if he i mean you know i I look at it i'm pretty biased but uh uh, i look at he's you know he's probably going to get a lot a lot of money i'm talking about you know top you know seven eight picks in the first round if he comes out this year yeah I mean, he should be because he's going to get that for, next year. What's the argument for him coming back in your mind? Uh, getting better, you know, continue to grow, get better, uh, do the things that uh, uh, he. You don't have to worry about him working because he works. I mean, he's a continuous worker, and uh, uh, that's. I mean, he you know he's already had arm surgery, so that probably not going to be an issue. Um, just move forward. Yeah, we just got to put guys around him that are going to have the same mindset he has. Because I'm telling you right now, he wants to come back here. He said it in the press conference. Yeah, I heard that. And that was what's real. I mean, that's who he is. I sat with him last year when he was hurt, driving back from One Oak uh, in Tulsa after getting our brains beat in by the Oklahoma State. And that guy was sitting right behind me, staring out the window like a uh, like he was he was on a mission. Yeah. Um, what about the call yesterday? Now that you've uh, slept on, I don't want to get you all riled up here, but we've oh. talked about it a lot this morning. Any any more thoughts on the call at first base? Well, I mean, for sure. I mean, you 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 look at that situation. I've got to continue to uh, really. I mean, I respect the umpires and 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 we can't move. It's a human element. We cannot move to computer umpires. I'm telling you, because that's what they're wanting to do. I think they got to look at the situation and address the. Uh, 
how how everything laid out in that call like it was um 30 seconds the letting the other team look at the video replay stuff like that but then you know we always say one a loss i mean that could possibly cost us the national championship maybe but i'm not going to look at that and dwell on that i'm look forward i can't look in the past and if i always dwell on the past and you know yeah i mean <laughs> no um have you had an opportunity is it too fresh to be able to kind of comprehend what you guys have done here over the last I mean, obviously, month in the NCAA tournament, but even more than that. Well, I, I really believe, I mean, I, that product has always been there. You know, that product has always been there since I've been there. We've been good since I've been there, and I get it. Uh, sometimes we're not as good as other times, but that's college baseball too. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, our fan support here, coming when we're walking on the second floor, going down that uh, escalator, and then coming through that deal, that's what it should be every time. It's mean, pretty can cool, even, wasn't it? Yeah, you can even hear yourself think. Yeah, it's pretty you cool. You know, people screaming, yelling. Uh, I mean, it was crazy, you know. It was – that's what – like you said earlier, that's what college baseball is about in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, how we treat football, that's how they treat baseball in the SEC. That's right. And we got to continue to put that product out there too. We know, we know that as coaches. There's no doubt about that. But – what product is going to come to our school when that support's not there? They're right. not. They see that. And, uh, um, I, I mean, our fans are great. They're unbelievable. They're passionate about it. And uh, um, is, it is uh, – uh, and I'm, I'm really happy to be the head coach. You excited about some of the uh, proposed renovations, and uh, we heard about the Kimry donation and everything oh, yeah. this week. Is that? I mean, know oh, you've been wanting. Well, we all have, but I know you've been wanting to improve Mitchell Park, and it sounds like some of those things are getting really close to happening here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's incredible. The renderings are, are, are they're fantastic. What uh, uh, our administrators administration's done on that deal, what the Kimry family has done is more incredible. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even play baseball at the University of Oklahoma. You hear all the stuff about play baseball. They love the University of Oklahoma yeah. and what it represents. And uh, it's it's really important because it's uh, uh, it's somebody that cares about what we do as a baseball program. You know, it's uh, uh, it, the pouring out of our coaching staff, whether it's uh, 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 K.J. Kindler or uh, – uh, Yasso or Levy or Ryan Hibble. I mean, that's what we're. That's what the University of Oklahoma's athletic program's about, and uh, uh, we care a lot about each other as as people. I mean, I worked at a corporation. This is like a family-owned business. Yeah. Corporation being Texas. You said it. I did. <laughs> um, it's got to be satisfying, though. Just to kind of circle back to the season. You said it's uh, it's always been in there. But you got to get it to come together, and you got to get it to come together at the right time. You know, there are some teams that peak uh, in April, but to get it to come together at just the right time, uh, to get all these guys to peak at just the right time, your coaches to come together the way they did this year. Um, but that's got to be a satisfying. I know you're disappointed today, but what an amazing memory this will be for all of you guys. So let's let's <clears throat> let's take it let's take it back to when I first got here. 
we go to Florida State. We don't have our three and four hitter. We get beaten in the finals. Mm -hmm. It's the second year. It was just okay. Play okay. Really preparing for the third year. <coughs> third year COVID hits. Yep. Probably, I mean, I think we're six in the country. Three of those guys get drafted. And then the fourth year was a disaster. The fifth year we're sitting in Omaha playing for the national championship. How long did it take? Mike Bianco to do what he did yesterday. I think this is his 22nd year. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And th to be thankful of our coaching staff is that's what it, that's who makes it go. I mean, it's incredible what we've done. Um, and I'm really happy about that. And you're right, it's got to come together. But it's more so that those kids care about each other and they're selfless. It's, it's not about me. It's really about what we do together. Have you seen, and I know we can't talk specifics here, but because of this run, have you seen um, an uptick or an, an influx of interest from either high school athletes or in the transfer portal of, of talent wanting to come play for Oklahoma? Uh, I don't know that ramification yet. It'll probably be uh, uh, next week or so, maybe the next 24 hours or so, you yeah. know. Uh, we got to really get home, dissect, uh, uh, and figure out what we got coming back mm -hmm. and um, move forward. And from recruits that we have, I mean, it's uh, uh, it's going to be a difficult situation for sure. It's a puzzle. No, it's incredible. You don't know who's leaving. Even sometimes, a lot of times, the guys that you're bringing in, you don't know if they're going to get drafted or not. So – I mean, it's a moving target that you got to consist, and now you throw in the transfer portal, which <laughs> yeah. I imagine is great, but it makes everything even more complicated. Now. Yeah, it's like playing uh, uh, Chinese checkers for sure. I mean, you got to figure out here, here, and here. But uh, um, that's what we do as baseball coaches. They asked us a long time ago to, uh, hey, um, we got to figure out how to get this go down from 40 to 35 to 35 to 27. We've done that as baseball coaches ever since. Baseball's been around. We've been an equivalency sport. We got 11.7 divide between 27 players and 32 players. We got to remove all that stuff. We got to get more scholarships. We got to get more coaches. We've got to do a lot of things that are going to help the game of baseball. If we if we really want to be who we are, do you? If you wanted to win every game, would you? Yes. The commitment level to do that is unrealistic yeah. at times. Yeah. And you've got to be committed on doing that, and you've got to you've got to put your foot down, and you've got to jump all in deep in a deep in the swimming pool without learn without knowing how to swim, and not be afraid to do that. And you got to spend money, and that's the sad thing about it. Are you? What's your philosophy on the transfer portal? If you had your druthers, would you like to bring kids in as freshmen and and grow them, or at Oklahoma is transfer portal going to be something that that is you're heavy into? We have to be heavy in the transfer portal. I don't like it. I'd rather bring them up and grow and and just like a plant, just start watering them, feeding them, and doing all that deal. Yep. I love I love that side of it. We're gonna since the transfer portal is there, we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to rely on junior college kids. We're gonna. I mean, it's we have to do that. There's yep. no doubt because we felt that monster yesterday. We got to that monster yesterday. Yeah, and we tapped on it a little bit. Now what are we going to do about it? We got it. Everybody's going to want to come back here. That's what the taste that we put in their mouth. 
And so we've got to we've got to go out and find the guys that want to come back here and try to make them good teammates. I mean, I look at the transfer portal a lot different than a lot of people. I mean, you know, I think it's take your ball and go play somewhere else because I'm not happy of playing. I mean, plus to see who can get the most NIL money. I mean, there's a lot of different variables that you have in there. I want to go – I'm good. I want to go to Power 5 school. Uh, I mean, all this stuff might change in our t- lifetime going to different conferences, doing everything else. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Did you have your team stay out and watch Ole Miss celebrate yesterday, or did they do that on their own? No, we had to do that. I mean, that's respect of uh, in the class that we have for uh, the game of baseball. I mean, just, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I mean, there's a lot of kids that wanted to go inside, but that's what we were supposed to do. I mean – we don't look over there and go, oh, that's what it feels like. No, you respect the game from the sportsmanship, and that's what you're supposed to do. And uh, uh, if I'm wrong about that, then I'm wrong about that. Then, then you know what? I'll turn my I'll turn my <laughs> spikes in and go fishing. I think you're 100% right about it. Skip, thank you for uh, uh, all the times you put up with me, the pregame <laughs> interviews, the postgame interviews, the sitting in hotel rooms and – Sitting oh, yeah. at dinners and listening to stories and all that kind of stuff. Oh, we appreciate the access you give us and uh, the kindness that you show toward us. And congratulations. This is a year that Sooner fans will talk about forever. An amazing, amazing run by your team. Well, I appreciate you and uh, things that you do for our program because it's uh, really special for me. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Appreciate it. Skip Bye. Johnson, everybody. We'll take a commercial break. Back with more of the T-Row in the Morning Show right after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show on the ref. By the way, that interview with Skip Johnson brought to you by the Landers Auto Group. Big thanks to them for sponsoring all the OU coaches' interviews throughout the uh, year. That's probably going to be the last one until uh, we hit into football season. So Love the guys at Landers. Them. Love the guys over at Landers Chevy, <laughs> Landers Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Uh, Sean, Mike, Gary, Hank, the best people in the world, TJ. The best at Landers. Uh, big thanks to uh, Terry Saxon, too. He brings you this hour. T-Row in the morning show. But uh, mostly Landers. Mostly Way Landers. Landers. Way to go, Landers. Yeah, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee four zero five three six one. I'll be calling uh, later this week, guys. Be calling later this week. Love you guys. Uh, oh wow, okay. Um, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby, final thoughts on a championship experience. Um, youth baseball games on weekends make it hard to attend many OU baseball games. Youth tournament baseball is big in Oklahoma and consumes a majority of my weekends. Would be nice if they could find a way to encourage and discount youth teams and parents to attend in future when they're able to. Most have to have the spur of the moment situation because tournament outcomes. Uh, having some Saturday uh, evening slash night games could also help with attendance. I attend two to three baseball games a year. Ten to three this year. Can't wait for the stadium upgrades to enhance the overall experience. As a family of five, attending a baseball game isn't cheap, so that doesn't help in not getting to attend more games. I'm excited about the future. Yeah, it said a lot there. Yeah. Um, definitely got to get ticket prices down, and I know that's something that they're they're going to try to do um, next year, like right away. Um, I'm pretty sure there is a a dig they do for youth teams. They do uh, once a year. Uh, that was, 
I want to say the last Sunday game, home game this year was the the youth day that. No, but I mean, like, not even like when you come to that. Like, if you bring a whole team to a game, I'm pretty sure they have like a special that they do for teams. Oh, they may but, they may do that too. Yeah, and I know they can I don't set know that up for sure. You know, certain things they can do for them in the locker room and different things for. The idea of Saturday night games is intriguing. I don't know if that would help get more people there on Saturdays or not. Saturdays usually end up being kind of the biggest crowd that. We get all the time. And as far as, like, the youth leagues and things like that, I mean, I get it. That's But don't they have youth leagues in other – in Lubbock and Stillwater and Oxford and, like, all these other places? Don't they have kids that play sports? Yes, they do, and they have weekend tournaments, and it's big things. I mean, look yeah. at Alabama, Gulf, Shores, Gulf, Gulf Shores, Alabama. I mean, yeah. how many teams from Oklahoma in just the Metroplex travel to Gulf Shores – it seems like every weekend for tournaments. So, right. yeah, I mean that's going on all, all right. over the place. And we got to figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got to. We got to do it. Winning is the number one ingredient. So, um, I'm not reading that one because you're a moron. <laughs> I would like to know from T. Row what he thinks changed with the team because what I saw was them just watching pitches and not being aggressive uh, batters. In return, we got shut down. That's from Braxton and Edmund. Uh, Probably not enough time here with only about a minute and a half. But Body language was definitely different Saturday and Sunday than it had been in quite some time. And I think you said it. I think you, you hit on it a little bit with the crowd on Saturday. I think it completely threw them a little bit. And it took them a little bit to recover, I think. OU, this is not different. OU works pitchers. Um, They... Build pitch counts. Mm-hmm. They take walks. They foul balls off. They get starters out of games early. And if the opposing pitcher is going to come out and fill the zone like the Ole Miss guys did the last couple of days, it works against the way they normally do. If you think back to that first Texas A&M game when they beat them 13-8, to I think they walked 10 guys and hit three in that game. And I don't know that you saw more I, – I, I think – you saw the exact same approach at the plate as they've had all year long. You just got to credit Ole Miss for not falling behind in counts. So, um, yeah, we can continue this conversation next hour if you'd like. Top of the hour break. It is 8 o'clock. Back after this.